0: Good evening,
1: everyone. It's lovely to, to be here. Um, and thank you for... Thank you for translating as well. I don't need a thing to put my notes on because my notes are going to appear up here and I can read them over there.
0: Uh,
1: I'm a Christian and a philosopher philosopher. and as a Christian philosopher I am passionate uh, about the truth of Christianity not only in a sort of uh, academic university kind of a way But in a real life kind of a way. Uh, Because I believe God is real. And he is the greatest possible person. The most beautiful being that there is or could ever be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And knowing God in a relationship is fundamental to having true happiness.
0: Și fundamental
1: Or, as the ancient Greeks might have said, true flourishing, true joy.
0: So,
1: or um, to use an Old Testament word, shalom. So, shalom, peace with God. The kind of joy that is compatible with being very upset because your boyfriend or girlfriend has just split up with you. <laughs> the kind of joy that is compatible with struggling every day with depression. Because this joy is not based upon the the fleeting circumstances of this life. But based upon your knowledge of God's love for you. The love, the love that he has shown in the past and in the present, and that he wants to bring to fruition, uh, to fulfillment in your life in the future. Uh, when the eternal kingdom of God resurrects us and the world into heaven. Our apologetics, as Marius was just saying, is simply a long ancient Greek word
0: <laughs>
1: that's come to mean us as Christians trying to help other people come into that relationship with God. With intellectual with intellectual credibility. Which is something that God is very keen on.
0: I'm going
1: to give you this evening uh, a definition of apologetics. And you might think that only a philosopher could get really excited about defining something. But bear with me. To define something, you need to really study it and understand it. So you to it. So I'm going to um, lay before you a range of concepts this evening that I hope you will find uh, inspiring. She spoke about the concept of the I call this apologetics in 3D. Am numit acest această ehm desăvădere apologetics în 3D. because I'm thinking about apologetics in a holistic way. Pentru uh, că mă gândesc la apologetică într-un punct de vedere holistic. the good news of Jesus is addressed to the whole person. Vestea bună a Domnului Isus Hristos e adreșată persoanei în treis. And I think uh, our communication of the Gospel needs to take that into account. Uh, here's a quote uh, from the Apologetic Study Bible, talking about apologetics.
0: Uh,
1: apologetics may simply be defined as the defense of the Christian faith but the author goes on to say it's a lot more complicated than that Uh, so let me make it a little more complicated for you here's the topics that I'm going to try and work our way through in, in time hopefully Um, Just so you can keep track of where we are. The classic verse in the Bible that talks about apologetics is 1 Peter 3,
0: verse
1: 15. Always be prepared to give an answer. To everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And the word that we translate as, as also there is the Greek word apologia.
0: She response.
1: Which literally means a, an answer, a word back, a defence. And apologetics is actually part of spiritual warfare. Apologetica, is
0: part of spiritual
1: warfare. When you mention spiritual warfare to people, they often think of you know praying and miracles and casting out of demons. And that's part of it. But so is the life of the mind. Needs. Here's a poll in 2 Corinthians. In the, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world.
0: Uh,
1: On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And in context, this means ideas that are opposed to God. Strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Uh, Douglas Gruthouse, Gruthouse, an American philosopher, philosopher argues that the artificial separation of evangelism from apologetics must end. And he argues that in the New Testament, these two always go hand in hand. The good news about Jesus is proclaimed and defended. By Jesus himself. Uh, By the apostles. Uh, Especially uh, in the book of Acts by St. Paul. Francis Schaeffer was a noted theologian of the last century.
0: Francis Schaeffer,
1: um, And I really like what he says about apologetics here. The purpose of apologetics is not just to win an argument but that the people with whom we're in contact may become Christians and then live under the Lordship of Christ in the whole spectrum of life I'm only interested in an apologetic that leads in two directions one is to lead people to Christ as Saviour. And then the other is that after they're Christians, for them to realize the Lordship in the whole of their lives. So that's a bit of background. Here's my definition. Uh, apologetics is the art of persuasively advocating Christian spirituality across spiritualities. For the responsible use of rhetoric as being objectively true, good, and beautiful. So, I need to say a few things about spirituality, and a few things about rhetoric, and a few things about truth and goodness and beauty.
0: Uh, And then it will all fall into place for you. Hopefully. uh,
1: A world view (laughs) is simply the way in which we view the world.
0: E doar felul în care vedem noi lumea.
1: the answers that we give to the, the most fundamental, basic, important, big questions in life. And it forms the kind of foundation of the house of our lives that we construct as we live. And a spirituality is a bit broader of a concept than a worldview. I would say a spirituality is a way of life. It's about your relationship to reality. Um, to yourself, to other people, the world around you, and, if there is one, God. How do you relate to reality? Tu la Through your worldview beliefs Prin,
0: um, ce crezi tu la, la lume?
1: The, the attitudes of your heart towards what you believe Prin uh, ceea ce, ce crezi. which together lead you to, to behave in certain ways. In other words, it's how you relate to reality through your, your head, your heart, and your hands. And these things um, support one another in your life. Because I believe that God exists
0: că eu cred că există,
1: and because the attitude of my heart is positive, și mele este una pozitivă, I do things like go to church. Ca și merg la Pray. Study the Bible. Because I do things like pray and go to church and study the Bible, I refine how I think, how I believe about God. And my heart gets changed. As I learn the truth about God and his love for me. Which changes my behavior. And so on. Now it's like this for any spirituality. I would say an atheist... Has a spirituality, <inaudible> an
0: atheist has things
1: that, are things that they believe, and they have attitudes towards what they believe, and those lead them to do certain things in the world. So, this is a general structure of spirituality. And different spiritualities put different content into that structure. Think about Jesus' answer to the question about the greatest commandments. He said true spirituality was to love God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your strength. What do you do? Your head, your heart, your hands. So Christian spirituality is loving God with all that you are, all of your spirituality, and loving neighbor as yourself. And you enter into that life through the gateway of faith in Christ. And let me be clear that by faith, I do not mean... Blind faith. I mean trust. And Jesus and his first followers believed that there were good reasons to trust Jesus. Which is why an apostle like Peter would say this 1 Peter 3, 15 verse about giving reasons to people who ask you.
0: That
1: that giving of reason is an action that Christians are called upon to do. Some of us specialize in it. But all of us are called to it. And why do we do this action? Because of our attitudes. Our love of neighbour. Do it with an attitude of gentleness. Gentleness towards our neighbour. And respect for God. On the basis of what you believe.
0: I say a
1: So you see that structure underlies Peter's command. Once you have this in mind, it starts popping out at you all over the place. Here's how the, the crowd first responded to the first sermon at Pentecost. When the people heard this, the truth claims the disciples were making about Jesus' resurrection. The people were cut to the heart. And said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? So the whole person is involved in responding to the gospel.
0: toată persoana este implicată um, în răspunsul uh, dat evangheliei.
1: I'm just going to step to the side for a uh,
0: într o parte pentru moment.
1: And say a few words about philosophy. Uh, philosophy, I think, is something that's inherently spiritual.
0: Something, um, spiritual.
1: It's the spiritual quest for true understanding. And I'm not sure that this pun will translate. But in English, you could say a true understanding
0: that English,
1: is when you stand under
0: când stai sub
1: the authority of the truth sub to determine what you believe. You're allowing reality to call the shots. Uh, rather than trying to make your own reality. And it not only determines what you should believe, but what attitudes you should adopt towards reality. And what actions you should take in reality. Philosophy comes from two little Greek words. Filosofia <laughs> vine din
0: două cuvinte grecești în consecință. Philos, philo,
1: sophia. Philo uh, means uh, brotherly love. Philo înseamnă tu dragostuie sufrățească. Fraternity. Uh, Frăternitate. And Sophia, from which we get the name Sophie, uh, means wisdom. Și Sophia din care vine numele Sophie. Uh, so it's literally the, the brotherly love of wisdom. Cu cuvinte, de and a philosopher is someone dedicated to the wise pursuit of truth about significant things which matches our grid about spirituality. Of course, there are philosophers who are not Christians.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But I think that all Christians should be philosophers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not necessarily in the professional academic sense, of course.
0: Academic,
1: but in the original sense of the meaning of those Greek words, în în
0: care, um, convinte, în limba
1: preacă, uh, Thomas V. Morris says philosophy is the love of wisdom, Thomas along with an unending desire to find it. Understand it. Put it into action. And pass it on to others. And if Christ is the Logos of God. As St. John talks about in the beginning of his Gospel. And in whom Paul says are hidden all of the treasures of knowledge și spune Pavel uh, că el amă Jesus is really what philosophy is aimed at.
0: Așadar, Isus este ținta filozofiei.
1: Paul Copan says this. Paul Kopan says this. The quest for wisdom isn't merely intellectual fact gathering. Cotaya, the one's literature, so or um, uh, fapte. It's also a virtuous, a spiritual endeavor, este de o, o, un efort spiritual requiring certain attitudes and character qualities.
0: Care cere și care,
1: um, de and these are attitudes and qualities of character that the Bible calls upon us to live by. A uh, couple quotes from St. Paul. Uh, my goal is that they may know the mystery of God, namely in Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And St. Paul knew nothing of blind faith. He encouraged Christians, test everything. Test everything, hold on to the good. So there's a few comments about spirituality. A few brief comments about rhetoric. A lot of this goes back to an ancient Greek chap called Aristotle. He is a pagan Greek philosopher,
0: uh,
1: and he uh, said uh, a lot of very influential things that shaped the development of of Western culture for at least a thousand years. And one of the things he talked about was rhetoric.
0: Mm-hmm. Care ea era
1: that is the right way to persuade people about things. And it's really important to notice that I said the right way. The right way to help people be persuaded about something. It is not about manipulating people. Aristotle defined rhetoric as the power to observe the persuasiveness of which any particular matter admits. So, think of advertising. Yeah, broadly speaking, are two types of adverts. Uh, type 1 goes as follows. This is our brand of mouthwash. In clinical trials in exper- published in this scientific journal în uh, it,
0: uh,
1: yeah? uh, it, it is proven to kill 95% of the bacteria in your mouth that causes gum disease.
0: că a fost 95% it's dintre bacteriile care creează probleme în so you should buy it.
1: That's rhetoric in the Aristotle meaning. Here's advert number
0: two.
1: Look, this bottle of mouthwash is being held by a good-looking woman in a bikini. That is bad rhetoric. (laughs) You recognize recognize those two types of advert, yes? (laughs) So rhetoric is about the first, not the second. (laughs) And Aristotle talks about three elements of good rhetoric. So it's the first kind, ethos,
0: element, ethos,
1: depends upon the character of the speaker. The second, pathos, putting the audience in a certain frame of mind, or certain attitude. And the third, logos,
0: <inaudible> logos.
1: on the proof <inaudible> or an argument. 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 And you'll notice that logos, pathos, and ethos
0: <inaudible>
1: would seem to quite neatly match up with us talking about beliefs and attitudes and actions. <inaudible> so, <inaudible> So here's Paul giving the church advice about how to do apologetics
0: Uh,
1: in Colossians chapter 4. When you're with unbelievers, always make good use of the time, he says. How are we going to do that? Number one, be Pleasant. Have a good character, good ethos. Hold their interest when you speak the message. have, Have good pathos. Occasionally make a fool of yourself pretending to be a bikini clad girl.
0: <laughs> or
1: whatever's appropriate <laughs> then he says choose your words carefully and just like Peter he says be ready to give answers So, St. Paul certainly knew all about good rhetoric. And so did Peter, because these categories all match up. One last topic before I make some more practical remarks. I don't want to spend the whole evening in an ivory tower.
0: Uh, Not least because
1: that's very cruel to elephants. Some people got it. (laughs) Uh, Here's another long word. You might have guessed by now that philosophers like long words that mean simple things. It makes us appear cleverer. Uh, the transcendental values is nothing to do with transcendental meditation.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: These are values that transcend all of the individual particular things in the world. Take any particular thing and you can judge it by one or more of these values. Knowing about these values is how we make sensible judgment in life. Uh, Here's a nice uh, little description of those values by a British philosopher called John Cottingham. Uh, To everyone's surprise, the increasing consensus among philosophers today is that some kind of objectivism of of truth and value is correct. Truth, beauty and goodness carry with them a sense of a requirement or a demand. The true is that which is worthy of belief.
0: A is
1: The beautiful is that which is worthy of admiration. And the good is that which is worthy of choice. And by saying that this sense of worthiness is objective, we mean that it's something that we discover. About reality. Not something that we invent or make up ourselves. It doesn't depend upon us. And so we simply have to recognize it and submit to it. And again, these transcendental values match up with the the previous sets of categories that we've looked at.
0: Uh,
1: Being a philosopher in that general sense
0: uh,
1: requires us to stand under the authority of truth and goodness and beauty.
0: Cere, filozor, sub uh, f- uh, uh,
1: again, St. Paul would have agreed.
0: Nou, de- de
1: he talks about all of these values in a fascinating verse from the book of Philippians. Uh, in chapter 4, he says, whatever is true, in capitol,
0: in 4, uh,
1: whatever is noble whatever uh, is right whatever is pure things that are good or,
0: so, or, or whatever,
1: whatever is lovely
0: whatever is, admirable,
1: whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things Notice, it's very clear that Paul means all of these things objectively. He doesn't say whatever things you happen to like. He doesn't say the things that you do admire, but the things that are admirable. Dar, schimb, it's a view that leaves open the possibility you might admire something
0: asta ne ne dă să,
1: să, că să ceva that you should not admire. Un lucru care, de fapt, nu ar that, that you might believe something
0: Spune că s-ar putea să crezi
1: ceva that's not true. Ce that you might um, choose something that's not right. In that sense, it's the only humble view of reality. Because the post-modern view, that says there is no such thing as truth, there is no such thing as goodness, there is no such thing as beauty. Means that you can never get it wrong. Only on an objective view of these things. Does it make sense to to say, I think that this is true, that this is good, that this is beautiful.
0: But
1: But I might be wrong about that. And so I have to be open to continually exploring the truth and the goodness and the beauty of reality. And so, now that we've looked at these three different parts of my definition, you can understand what's going on in apologetics, in a really kind of rounded, whole person kind of a way.
0: Uh,
1: We have a, a particular spirituality, with particular beliefs and attitudes and actions that flow from them. Uh, And we try and communicate that through good rhetoric. Not manipulating people. But trying to help them to see what really is true, and, and uh, really is um, true and beautiful and good about these things.
0: And we can
1: we can ask the people that we're trying to communicate this gospel, this good news to to hold us to account by those transcendental values. The the logic of our arguments. The authenticity of our lives. And what we do with our time. How we spend it with other people.
0: It, with people. And so on. Uh,
1: it is a grand honor to be, to be an ambassador for Christ in this way. This but it shouldn't be a, a, a grievous Weight and it shouldn't be something that weighs us down, no but something that,
2: really
1: something that we're really excited about. Because what could be
0: more exciting
1: than helping people to come to know? God.
0: They could see.
1: If you're not excited by that thought, încântă, you do not understand God. And if you understood who God is, Dumnezeu, you'd be on fire for apologetics.
0: I'd be plin de foc pentru, uh, apologetica.
1: Apologetics isn't just a, an act of loving service to
0: God, an
1: act of loving service to our neighbor,
0: Sau un act de dragoste, de but it's good
1: for your own spiritual maturity as well. This is a really good quote from a British theologian called Alistair McGrath. kind of sums up this vision that I'm trying to give you. We cannot allow Christ to reign in our hearts if he also doesn't guide our thinking. The discipleship of the mind is just as important as any other part of the process by which we grow in our faith. We must see ourselves as standard bearers
2: uh, For the
0: spiritual,
1: ethical, imaginative, uh,
0: imaginative
1: intellectual,
0: and intellectual, vitality uh,
1: of the Christian faith. Working out why we believe that certain things are true and what difference they make to the way we live our lives. I'm going to skip a verse. Apologetics involves enabling people to glimpse something of the glory and beauty of God. Apologetica which allows people
0: to have a small
1: perspective, a small boost it engages not only the mind but the heart. And we impoverish the gospel if we neglect the impact it has on all of our God given faculties. We're thus called upon. To demonstrate and embody the the truth, beauty, and goodness of the faith. Here are five practical things you can do. Make a note of some of the Bible verses that we've looked at today. And study them and meditate upon them. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you work that out into your life. We need in the church to have an openness with one another about our questions there's a verse that commands us to bear one another's burdens and that means our intellectual burdens just as much as our practical ones and no one could fulfill that command if no one shared with other people what their burdens were As Francis Schaeffer said, we always need to seek honest answers to honest questions. You all know that some questions about God and Jesus are not honest questions. They can be just a smokescreen A way to say, I'm not really interested in this. Or, or stop bothering me about this Jesus stuff. <laughs> and if people are not interested, there's a sense in which we should respect that. Remember when Jesus sent his disciples out to all different villages around the place. He said, stay in the ones that you're welcomed at. And when you're not welcomed, brush the dust off your feet and move on to more fruitful ground. So we're not to go around the place trying to bump people on the head with our Bibles if they're not really interested in grappling with God. We have to make sensible judgment calls about this issue. Să fim în stare în afea, so there are lots of things that we can do to learn a little bit more about apologetics, whoever we are. Um, there's loads of good stuff on the internet these days. Uh, and I could recommend some to you if you want me to.
0: Um,
1: Google my name. <laughs> and also uh, people like William Lane Craig and uh, bethinking.org. She uh, it's the website of the universities and colleges Christian fellowship.
0: Și este ăsta e site-ul um, al Christian uh, universitiesilor ă um, yes. care yes. sunt în uh, parteneriat.
1: Yeah. Da. Finally, there is no substitute for actually trying to talk with non-Christians about Jesus.
0: În chinile din urmă nu există nici
1: then you'll really find out what their real questions are. And you might not know the answer. Să nu That's a great opportunity to go and find out the answer. And to show the non-Christian who's asked you that question,
0: uh, that
1: Christians don't pretend to be know-alls.
0: Că nu că ei ar avea la toate
1: we, we believe in a God who knows everything.
0: <laughs> we don't know everything.
1: But so long as we think we know enough to have a sensible trust in Jesus. Dar
0: când ne
1: then we can enter into the joy of knowing God în de a pe and help other people do the same thing și pe
0: să facă lucru.
1: with intellectual credibility. Just as Jesus and Paul and Peter call us to. That is the end of the talk. But I look forward very much to hopefully having some time to deal with some questions. Let's start putting this into practice.
0: Thank you. Mulțumesc. I was able to get the to
1: Oameni, o suntem
3: cu ocul pe cea și nimeni nu vrea să vă țină mai mult de asta deja, dar vreau să vă spun că e șansa la asta. trebuie să traducem. A spus mai multe despre judeala repută, dar am văzut că traducea așa cu E șansa voastră să-l chideți. Vă chideți de lucră voi, e șansa. E șansa voastră să-l chideți de el. Așa că dacă aveți întrebări și vreți să le adusați din sală, simțiți-vă liber să le spuneți și Casio o să-i traducă. Basically. Nu am spus uh, câteva lucruri despre Peter, uh, am scris câteva cărţi, vor patru cărţi până acum, mai are trei care au ieşit, are şi bironul uh, aici. Am scris Jesus, o cărţă de câteva sute de, de pagini, o cărţă de fond de lemnă. Yeah. Peter este în yeah. tot felul de dezbatere din uh, universitățile italice, o uh, puţină conferinţă în Universităţă uh, de zbate atei, uh, una dintre cele mai recente dezbaterii care a fost implicată a Rulov la Cambridge și a water a car and a in person, she got o car. a Christian, and it's a war, but it's a caress of a să of the government. I'm am am Și 5, 4 și 5. And... Ok. 1 2, versetul 5. 4. Ce biblia să aici? Eu am venit la lui în slăbiciune, în frică și în mare tremur, iar cuvântul și predicarea mea nu se bazau pe vorbele convingătoare ale înțelepciunii, ci pe dovada Duhului și a puterii ca astfel credința voastră să nu fie întemeiată pe înțelepciunea oamenilor Și pe lui a <laughs> ok, până, până găsim, până găsim asta, um, Peter, Could you tell us why to love God with our mind? Uh, Isn't it enough to love him with our hearts?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's possible to just love God with your heart.
3: <laughs> Without involving your mind. Da, uh, nu cred că este posibil să-l iubești pe Dumnezeu doar cu inima ta, fără să și mintea toată problemă asta. How do you know who it is you're cum stii dacă nu împlișim mintea, da, cum stii uh, care este persoana pe care o
1: iubesti? having an idea of who God is. Așa că ai nevoie de, de o idee despre cine este Dumnezeu? Și uh, uh, de ce să iubesti, dacă nu ai nici ideea idee să de ce ar trebui să te iubit? It would be like me saying to you, "Okay, everybody, let's just decide to love spludge." Everybody loves spludge now. Not <laughs> I have to give you some some idea of what I mean by spludge. a And why spludge is lovable. Same with God. I don't think So I don't think it's possible to separate the mind from the heart, in loving or worshipping God.
3: Uh, and
1: Jesus himself didn't make that separation. So we saw in that answer to the question about what's the greatest commandment, uh, which refers back to an Old Testament text in Deuteronomy as well.
3: Care un din about loving
1: God with all of your mind and heart and strength.
3: That all of these
1: are part of who we are as creatures made in God's image. And God wants us to bring everything that we are created to be. Into our relationship with Him. And to allow our relationship with Him to to shape how we express who and what we are. And that applies to our thinking just as much as our doing.
3: (laughs) <laughs> First five,
1: four and five. Uh, okay. So the question here about uh, Paul uh, in one Corinthians two verses four and five, uh, where he talks about his uh, his speech and message weren't with plausible words of wisdom, but with the demonstration of the spirit and power.
0: Uh, in two Corinthians.
1: Some people have uh, taken this verse to mean that Paul changed how he went about uh, doing evangelism. spus că Paul a schimbat felul care That when he was in Athens, famously, he gave a speech to the philosophers in Athens. And if you look at that speech in Acts chapter
0: 17,
1: 17, you you can see Paul making a fabulous use of every element of classical rhetoric. De din, uh, uh, really meeting classical Greek culture on its own terms <inaudible> and communicating the gospel to them in a way that they could understand <inaudible> and then some people come across this, this verse in, about when he was in uh, Corinth uh, uh, refer asta, in, in and say, so, well, there you are. Paul gave up on the, the arguing, the reasoning bit. Uh, but it's not true. Uh, and if you look through um, the way in which Paul communicates the gospel consistently, all the way through uh, Acts and his letters, you see him using reason all the way through. the thing is, there was a particular culture in the town of Corinth. in Well, I mean, they hadn't invented television yet.
0: Uh,
1: and if a new uh, philosopher came into town, all the intellectuals would gather around for the evening toți se
0: and jur
1: they'd give the philosopher a topic and basically say, say lots of clever stuff about this. And the philosopher had to make the best argument that he could for whatever topic was given to him. A bit like being part of a debating union at school. Which meant that people weren't necessarily arguing for things that they really believed and led to people using bad rhetoric to manipulate the crowd onto their side to show how clever they were. And Paul is really saying I wasn't going to join in with that game my purpose in coming to you with the gospel wasn't to show how clever I am or to talk about things that I don't really believe just to show off in in human, worldly terms. And so because of that particular cultural situation in Corinth,
0: he had to be very
1: careful about how he engaged with people there. But elsewhere, later on in in Corinthians and so on, you see him reasoning and arguing with people all the time.
0: Um, what yeah. uh,
1: if you want to see an academic paper about this,
0: <laughs> um,
1: look up uh, the name Bruce W. Winter. We Bruce W. Winter. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think the title is um, Paul's Failed Rhetoric in Athens.
0: Rhetorical, um, uh, Pavel in, in, uh,
1: is question mark. Yeah. Uh, same yeah. Uh, so Bruce W. Winter, he's written a really good article that looks into that particular issue. Which Bruce W. Winter. Yeah, you can find it online. This internet.
0: Another question would be, um, how does depression and, you know, mm. all this bad stuff, go with the joy.
1: We tend to think of happiness as a
0: feeling.
1: A feeling rather than a a state of being. And, And feelings can come and go. Depending on everything from what the weather's doing that day de tot, de la vreme, to whether or not you've got some problems with your brain chemistry.
0: Până la în care se în creier,
1: um, but none of that implies that the gospel isn't
0: true. And it's
1: possible to, to, to know that the gospel is true? Și e posibil să știm că evanghelia feeling whole. În timp ce ne simțim rău de tot. This would not be an experience that was foreign to the first followers of Jesus. Paul uh, famously talked about um, having been shipwrecked more often than any other disciple.
0: Uh, and thrown in prison more. And flogged more. Și bătut, biciuit, and, and being stoned
1: by people on one occasion.
0: Și, uh, cu pietre de
1: left for dead by them.
0: Și lăsat ca de, de
1: and yet, he rejoiced in God. Și astea, el s-a mm-hmm. în and, and he says um, that the sufferings, the light and momentary sufferings of this world, Yes,
0: I'm
1: not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in heaven. Now it's difficult to feel that truth. E because we haven't experienced the glory of heaven yet. We only have little little foretastes here and now. Just enough to get our appetite going. Doar să ne but not enough to make us feel really oh, full. <laughs> so it's hard to feel it is something that we can know. So you can know that something's true even if you can't feel that it's true. A- and that knowledge gives you a real solid foundation for dealing with difficulties in life. Și gândul ăsta, adică în selecțiunea asta, adica in asta
0: este o bază prin care poți ca să treci prin experiențe destule de grele, privindața.
1: At one and the same time, you can feel depressed or upset, or deci, sad.
0: Neiaștim poți să te, te simți trist, supărat, uh, în depresie
1: because of something upsetting or sad that's happened. Uh, datorită unui lucru care E sau, uh, and also hold on to the
0: fact that, that your life
1: has a real objective meaning and purpose and
0: value. As a member of God's family. Uh, ca și membru al lui
1: and who you are in his eyes,
0: și cine ești în ochii lui?
1: and the incomparable destiny that he has for you. Cu uh, pe
0: care pe tine.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.